And we are back after that weather delay. Welcome, everyone, to the Anime Secrets Declassified JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Podcast. I am your host, joined today by the Anthony Davis and the Connor the Iron Chef Healy. I've never been been a thug before, but okay. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) What's going on, folks? Today's secret ingredient is bell pepper, which we have on some beef and chicken skewers. (laughs) Personally, I like when you hollow out the bell pepper and then like stuff it with like some delicious cheese. That oh, oh god, that sounds so good right now. Oh, but enough about our culinary choices. We need to talk about some JoJo. And today's set of episodes were some pretty interesting ones. One amazing fight, some backstory, and a scene that made me feel some feels. But we start with Dopio. My favorite boy. He's such a good boy at being bad. Indubitably. I man, that something was up with that boy. <laughs> Those freckles. It's the freckles and his attitude and how bright and cheery he is. And then he immediately snaps a switch and is evil at the same time as being sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Man. You just want to pinch his cheeks and smooch his little forehead. Nah. And just be and just, and just be sure he doesn't stab you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Repeatedly. And don't stop. <laughs> so yeah, really weird stuff. Uh Iraqi draws babies weird and all they always Iraqi babies always make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ever since Death Thirteen, I've never looked yep. at babies the same way again. Death thirteen taught me the most important JoJo's rule. Never trust a baby. Never ever. So, uh, this episode gave us a little bit of backstory on the boss, and evidently he was he was basically born through an immaculate uh, conception. Like, what the heck was up with that backstory? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little bit odd. His mom was pregnant for two years? In prison. In prison. Yeah. Well, maybe it was... I think maybe it was the effect of a stand, perhaps. I don't know. It would make sense. King Crimson, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he had a stand at the point of development. Right. Or something. Because maybe his will was just that strong. Because stands are a reflection of willpower. Mm-hmm. And forgive me if I'm speeding up. I'm not sure. I can't remember if we've mentioned at this point about the stand arrows. We don't specifically. Um, okay, so I am getting a little bit ahead of myself. Yeah. But we know, we know have... as mentioned by Polpo, that those with resolve are rewarded, i.e. those who have strong enough willpower to survive getting stabbed with the arrow. They well, can, we, but we don't know the full backstory. Yeah, we don't. We have a little bit of way to go. Before we that. know at yeah. some point the boss mm-hmm. got a hold of said arrows. Yeah. Otherwise, Pulpo would not have had him to initiate new gang members into Pashon. Yeah. So we know he whether, has them. Mm-hmm. Now, whether those arrows had anything to do with him at birth, 
I don't know. I suspect maybe he was born with a stand and maybe he has just such a weird, crazy willpower that he turned, he was, he just had a stand at birth. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. seems like the most likely thing to me. And maybe that stand was like, I'm going to delay his development to make him even stronger. I'm going to incubate him that, longer. That's a big possibility. That's just a theory I have. I think it's definitely within the realm of a stand's power. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, we already dealt with Notorious B.I.G. And in this case, unlike reality, we have a Biggie that's never going to die. Well, mm-hmm. Biggie will never die. He will always live on on the streets and in my heart. But that aside. And in the ocean. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have stands that are technically immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it totally makes sense there'd be a stand that can control whether or not something is born or not. Mm-hmm. Now, that, like I said, that backstory was, was strange. Uh, and as he kept growing up, he had the psycho tendency that all our beloved JoJo antagonists have. Uh, buried his mother underneath his floor, mouth sewn shut, but still alive. Mm-hmm. Just a weird, weird backstory for the boss, but we see to what lengths he will go to keep his identity hidden from others. If a village has got to go, village has got to go. Yep. So... Yeah, we see almost right away just how hardcore and nasty this kid is. And it's like, I think it's kind of funny that he's, you know, he's already like freaking almost emperor from Star Wars evil. Right. He just has a Darth Vader way of showing it right away. You know, he's 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 a bad dude. That's what I love about Araki. When he makes his villains bad, he makes them bad. Like terribly bad. Like yeah. not, 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 not like not like not yo, like, not... we're just like part five is like, yo, we're just gonna do some like crazy, nasty, like Clive Barker shit. <laughs> hmm. I was gonna say, I don't think we've had a villain in this entire series that you're like you know, I could see where they're coming. No, they've all been, like you said, just straight up bad. Maybe Dio real early on. Because uh, of how his father treated him. Just when he was really, when he was like 12. But before he just like, you know, flipped his lid and decided to become evil. Yeah, I mean, maybe that one, but man, like, yeah, I don't think we've had a single basically redeemable villain at all, no, which, absolutely which, is, not. which is super nice to have, like having someone just to completely root against, like, yeah. F you, you're going down, like, and giving us costume, well, like, if, actually hate them well, is. What mm-hmm. about the, uh, well, what about two out of the three Pillarmen? I mean, Wamu's honorable warrior. Yeah. ACDC's just a troll. 
I mean, after he I killed... mean, I saw them... I saw those two as... Typically, your mid-bosses have the, like, redemption factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh... Bruford. Yeah. Bruford had, had, had redemption. And all them. But we're just talking about, like, main bad guys. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, until, until they're all fucking evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's, like, nice to just, like I said, straight up be like, yeah, you're going down, like, actually root for the heroes and not have any of this mm-hmm. BS. You know, I'm actually rooting for the bad guy. Hashtag Team Thanos. Like, no. No. Why do you want to root for the bad guy? That's... That makes you edgy. You can you can root for an antagonist because the antagonist is just there to get in the protagonist's way. So like Vegeta, he was an antagonist, but he wasn't an ultimate villain. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So these ultimate villains in JoJo's, as we've seen, just ruthless, unredeemable goals in mind that they'll do anything to achieve. Mm-hmm. Which, as we've seen so far, and we'll keep seeing on with uh, the boss, like, the yeah. the means he'll go. Like, a fortune teller was just telling him things that were gonna happen, and then the boss just offs him. Yeah. because yeah. And the fortune teller didn't even know until he realized. Mm-hmm. Uh... That's what you get for being nosy. <laughs> yeah. Um. It I, was the whole time strange I'm... watching him like kind of hulk out like that, and it's I'm wondering like is there part of his stand that's locking that part of him away? Is he shape shifting? Is he disguising himself? Like what exactly? How was he able to do some of that? Oh, yeah. Split personality? Like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing? Kind of. Which I think most of us know where this is going. Like, this was ruined for me in the freaking All-Star Battle opening. Oh, yeah. Which is, which I can't wait to see how they animate that part. But that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But I, it's... I feel like this is more of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if the stand was doing something to, like, disguise him, or if he's just like, oh, now that I'm turning evil, I'm just gonna hulk out. Get swole, baby. Yeah. Uh, so after he deals with the fortune teller, he starts making his way down to the coast where uh, Bruno's crew is set to arrive in, but we also have to remember there's another person who's both after Bruno's crew and the boss. And we meet the boss of the Assassin Squad, Risotto. And man, oh man, I have seen some slick designs. This is, is good. Like, really, yep. really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't even getting to a stand. Just, like, the way he comes across, like, you could tell this is the main guy of an assassin. He's crew. like a, he's like a goth Terminator. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, he's got the 
red eyes of a of like I'm talking 1984 original Arnold Terminator. Oh yeah, because like he's got the red eyes and the cold, <clears throat> like almost monotone way that he speaks, like just almost mechanical precision with which he carries out his duties type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, this episode kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger as they're about to start fighting. And that moves us on to the next episode. Uh, King Crimson versus Metallica. Just by that title alone, you know you were in for a dope episode. Mm-hmm. And, man, I- I'll let you guys start off. What did you guys think about this fight? I love how graphic it is. Because you see everything. The blood coming out of like the the, the razors coming out of his mouth. The, the scissors... Uh, just it's just so detailed, and I just love that. I was surprised they showed that. Yeah. Did they do? And they didn't do a midnight slot. Hmm. Usually, when they show really graphic stuff. Hmm. Um. So, like Hunter Hunter, they had to do that for the uh, the Chimera Ant arc. Because that's a really graphic art with some nasty stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And really, really dark themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, JoJo's, they show this nasty, gory, very bloody, intense, you know, body horror fight. And they didn't, you know, blur black anything out like they've done with some of the other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, that is uh, that's surprising. Like, I was shocked I saw some of it. I mean, there were still some pretty blacked out things, but just... It wasn't very noticeable, really. No, yeah. not not as noticeable, but I still blacked out, still edited, but like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, Metallica. Like, I knew when they told, my friends told me his stand name, I'm like, okay, this is gonna have something to do with metal, but like, once you get in range of him, he's able to turn the iron in your blood into any kind of metallic objects. It's just... Oh, the body horror continues in this series, folks. Yep, anything you can make out of iron. Ugh. Oh, man, and poor little Dopio, man. He was getting wrecked for a while. He was. And the worst thing is, he knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, you got to give the boss this. I don't know, if, like I said, if it's a Jekyll or Hyde thing, which I think, or he's just using the body as a host. He went through some pain, like losing body parts, just constantly getting stabbed. Not just that, but he's turning, like you're losing blood from the inside as well. Like, he's mm-hmm. taking your blood away as well. So this he's, is a... He's bleeding him out. He's taking the blood, the oxygen out of... Or no, he's taking the iron out of his blood so it's turning yellow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's, like, hitting you in two different ways. 
And thus, he's not able to absorb oxygen. He's, like, not able to really breathe. Mm-hmm. Man. It... It was definitely a fight that I gravitated towards, and I just, like, kept waiting for what's the next move, what's gonna happen. And... Like... Words cannot do this fight justice. Like, it is easily in my top 10, close to top five fights in the series. Like, it was that good. Yeah, this is the one that one of my friends kept hyping up. Saying, dude, you were not going to believe this shit when you see it. You were not going to believe it. You gotta see this. I really can't wait to see how this turns out. And they were right. Like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing for me, uh, I like the fight, I like the build-up. The ending, I could see how it worked out. But, and not to, not so much in this part, because, you know, towards the end, the uh, Dopio is just able to bait out Risotto, you know, throughout the entire thing, Risotto is always going about how you need to be calm when you're going in for the kill. You know, you still have to kind of keep yourself out of distance. You have to do it, not get excited, do it as a business thing. Mm-hmm. But here towards the end, like, the fact that he's about to avenge his fallen comrades, he's getting excited, he's breathing heavier the coast that they were at, that's where Bruno's crew was coming in, and before he can go for the kill, just Narantia's Aerosmith just gets him down. That was so satisfying. Oh my god, when it happened, I was just like, ah, my boy coming in! Not just that, but like, Uh, earlier in the fight, when he... For you sports fans out there, it gave me the same feeling uh, during the Super Bowl, the year, I don't remember the year, but the year the, Se- the Seahawks won. And it was when friggin' Oh, God. Not was Richard it... Sherman, but... Was it but... a pick six? Oh, what's his name? He did the interception. Yeah, well, interception for a touchdown? Yeah, he plays uh... for the Raiders now. It... It wasn't Chancellor, was it? Nah, it wasn't Cam Chancellor. And I know it wasn't Sherman. Um, was he the same one who played for the Patriots for one year and then left after they won a Super Bowl? Regardless, you got yeah. that feeling about just... I got the same it. feeling of, oh, what a steal! Because it was an interception that went to a 55-yard. Touchdown. Yeah, that and the way he set it up too, it wasn't just a stroke of luck. Earlier in the fight he threw knives just at a random direction and Risotto's like, I'm not even there. But it that knife throwing was the tell he needed to get the attention of Bruno's crew, thus sending the arrow sending Aerosmith out there to like see what's going on. Because to them Anyone who's at that coast right now could very well be an enemy because they are being chased down. So they see knives. They see something breathing. 
They put one and one together. They're not taking any chances. And oh, oh man, that was genius. That was forty chess if I ever seen it. Like my god. And honestly, we went from like the highest of the highs, but. Oh, man. Next episode, we went to a low. And not in the episode sucked, more like emotional low. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Oof. Yeah. But before we get to that point, the fight between the boss and Risotto isn't over yet. Not quite. Not quite. Because Risotto is tenacious. He's still holding out. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not dead yet. No, because the boss... Because the boss wants the iron back in his body so he can actually breathe. Because right now, he, he, the boss isn't... Or Dopio. Like, at this point, he, the boss manifested himself into Do, from Dopio into the boss because they blacked out his face and everything. Uh, he, uh... He wants the iron back because, yo, I need to breathe. But Risotto had one last, one last uh, trick up his sleeve, and that was. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was his foot again. Or, no, it was his blood on Aerosmith that he turned into a stand, bringing it back to himself. Yup, that was it. And so Risotto's like, you're weak. I'm going to take you down with me right now. Planning on them getting both shot. But this is where a little bit of confusion for King Crimson comes for me. Because I know that it basically works like a... uh, He edits out time, essentially. He moves forward ahead. He erases time. And skips, mm. and he's just like, "Okay, that time is gone." Yep. Mm. But I don't. I didn't think that also gave him kind of intangibility during the erase time because he was still in front of Risotto when the bullets were coming. So by all means, the bullets should not have flown through the bot, or should not have flown through the boss, not causing him any any damage, and hit Risotto like. By all means, the bullets still should have hit the boss. Doesn't matter if you're erasing time or not. He's that's moving stuff... in the same instant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just where... <laughs> like, that's what threw me off. I'm like, okay, I know you can erase time. Well, well, so what he's doing is he's seeing into the future while he's doing that. So he's seeing into the future. He's like, okay, these bullets are going to hit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make another move where I move at this exact second. Mm. Because he's probably, before making his attack move or his dodge move, like before we even get to the point where he's out of the way and the bullets hit Risotto, he's probably already been like, oh, I just did one second. Or like, just, he did, he looked forward just long enough to know what the next move was going to be. 
so yeah. he can set it up. Mm, gotcha. Like that was the only thing he was that able to do off. weird after image stuff with Bruno. And yeah. he did that deliberately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with Bruno, it was like more than one second had passed with Bruno. It was yeah. like six seconds. And this one, it was just like a split second. Yeah. I'll go with the it just works. And I'm cool with that. It just like kind of threw me off. I didn't. I wasn't paying enough attention to notice it. Right. It was one of those things where I'm like, uh, it works. It worked. And, uh, yeah, no, Risotto got gadded once again, and uh, this time died. Dunzo. Dunsville. So at this point, Abakio is trying to recreate the the person that took the photo. Uh, with Moody Blues. So he's doing all that. The boss is just kind of crawling, trying to find something so you know he can go back to his dopio form. Because, again, Iron Taken Out doesn't immediately come back in. Nope. And, man, I didn't realize the boss had a fondness for French cuisine with the frogs. And, man, being a frog in these past few episodes, not the best... I mean, Not the best. Hey, all sorts of folk like frog. I can tell you, I was in a pawn shop one time, and there was a fella talking about, "Oh well, yeah, I'll go up in the ponds in Monroe, and I I shoot damn frogs with a twenty-two, and I'll take some home and fry them." And that's like a town yeah. that's twenty minutes away from me, and I live just north of Seattle, so. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said. Uh, yeah, no, so he gets some good eating, eats oh, his yeah. telephone. Mm-hmm. We here at Anime Secrets do not judge you on your cuisine to- choices. Hey, man, like I said, Frogs is good eating. Frogs is some good eating. Boss approved. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he, he noms the frog, gets some blood back in his system, proteins and- up. The boss is telling him his next move because at this point, Bruno and Naranzi are both chasing him. Yep. While Giorno and Mister are kind of keeping vantage point, you know, keeping an eye out on Abacchio because he kind of has to stand still. He can't really go too far out of his stand's range yeah, to, yeah. to create the image. Well, yeah, and that was the thing. The thing we didn't really go over was the whole reason... Dopio was getting his ass kicked and taking all of these hits was because he had to get within range. He had to get within striking distance for King Crimson. That is true. Or within striking distance for the ability to be activated, so the plan worked. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's all about getting within range with him right because i i don't remember from the stat line but king crimson like most of the final boss dance has limited range but once you get in said range oh boy you best be ready for a whooping 
get destroyed. And so they're following this trail of blood, which you think is the bosses. Who else can it be? And they track it down to, I believe, behind a rock. And so when they, when Bruno Sticky Fingers opens the rock, oh, more body horror. And it's the children. It's a child. Oh, yeah, no. They're. Hey, man. Ice cold gangsters. Yeah. As the boss says, only the results matter. Nothing else. And so, during, while this is going it on... Kinda, getting, you know, honestly, it kind of reminds me of old, like, 70s, 80s grindhouse horror movies. Because, mm-hmm. like, you'd see stuff like this, and it'd be like, Oh, no! The child was turned into a zombie, and now they have to blow the zombie kid's head off. <laughs> Or, like, the mom gets eaten by the zombie children, or whatever. Some, you know, schlocky thing like that. You know, there's some yeah. real nasty, amazing horror movies. I want to uh, say look up the Dario one. Argento and Lucio Fulci if you have the time. What is this with Italians and horror? Uh, they love it and they do it very well. Yeah. As evidenced by the boss here, because yeah. that little kid's head was. Oh. Yeah, that was just like, damn, you're really not wasting any time, are you? You're really, you're just going whole hog. You do not give a shit. And so Bakio is helping this group of kids get a ball down, much to his annoyance, because he'd been ignoring them for a while until he's to the point of like, you know what, Heffet, here's your ball. And as the kids are running back saying thank you. Oh, the donut. Oh, God. Blammo. Uh, well, well, at least he knows how, how, how cocky only feels. Homie got Krispy Kreme. Yeah, man. We, that was rough to see. So we get a, a small glimpse at what I'm guessing is Purgatorio. Or purgatory here, because the boss is in a uninhabited area at a cafe. You said the boss, though. No, it's a bakio. I mean, a bakio. My apologies. Okay. So he's at a cafe, and you know, we see a policeman, you know, searching for fingerprints, and you know, eventually, a bakio gets the uh, the truth. Like this is his partner. And he's and, like, wait, that can't, that can't be, because, you know, the partner died. And it's like, oh. The partner is here to guide <clears throat> him to the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. So he finally gets that closure, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And, Matt, can I say, the way Araki handles main character deaths is, I man, I feel like it's second to none right now. Right. Because even though Abakio was, by all means, a giant prick, like Giorno so much as breathed, and Abakio just like lost his stuff. Mm-hmm. 
like I still felt something, you know? Oh yeah. To me, this wasn't quite on the level as some of the other deaths, like Kakuin's, Caesar's, even uh, Shigechi's. Because there's some lovable quirk about those guys, but Abaki was straight up a jerk. But then just the way Narancia was in denial. That tore me up. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Because I love, I love Narancia and the fact that he just could not accept it. Yeah. Like, just everything about it. And then Bruno biting his lip down so hard, he just starts bleeding from it. Like, man, they the way they handled us is we'll always draw some kind of emotion out, which I love. But yeah, no, the way he the way they get him and or not get him, but the way they can just like twist your art to like kind of feel something like mm. it's it's always done well. And one thing that also got me was the fact that he's still like him freaking out still didn't stop because even though he's realized that he's gone, he's like, he's like, no, Obaki wasn't gone. And like, no, Narancha, he's gone. And then it sets in and it's like, well, we can't just leave him here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we he's not, it's like he, uh, I can't let go of this. He can't, he can't let go of this grief that he's feeling and, Ah, uh, just he's such a good like I love him so much as a character. Man, and like I'm saying, like we have walking zombie Bruno right now, mm. and I'm not prepared for when he's eventually gonna go. Yeah. Like, man. Oh man, we are in for we are in for pat last few couple episodes because what this was the twenty seventh episode? Mm-hmm. Like we only have about eleven left, eleven or twelve left to go. We're at the, we're nearing the end game, man. Uh, but before we move on, uh, he finished like Moody Blues finished reconstructing the person who took the photo and just straight up headbutted their face into the wall yep, and so, so with perfect, golden very accurate stone mm-hmm. impression of it too it's mm-hmm. not like oh it's some weird facsimile it's like no no it's like it was it's like you molded his face in there like it's completely 100 percent accurate and so his death wasn't for nothing they got yeah. the picture of what the boss looks like and as they move on, we see uh, Giorno turn the body into flowers. And then Abakio Spear just like, can I just say how beautiful that ending shot was? Oh, yeah. The flower bed and then Abakio kind of laying down peacefully. Yeah. Like, that was... Mm. David Pro really knows how to put it, its work in. Oh, yeah. And I think... Shots. And I think that was actually a uh, manga panel as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was good. Like, it was a good brought to life. But as we wrap this up, what did you guys end up thinking about this batch of episodes? This little dopio arc we, his introduction, his fight, 
his overall mission to what he felt like was completed. Absolutely I'm... beautiful. Uh, Very Dopio, one of my favorites. Uh, had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Great fight. Very, very nasty. Very intense. No holds barred. I like how uh, part five is appearing to be the most raw part of JoJo. Mm-hmm. Yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to see how it... it uh, ramps up the chaos and and uh hectic energy or intensity or however it goes from here on out anthony so much like it was a lot to take in but i very much enjoyed like what we got because we got introduced um, to Dopio, like his fight with Metallica, and the death of Bruno, all in those three episodes. And just like, wow, like I knew it was coming, but like just seeing it animated, and it, and it felt like, wow, like that, that, that actually happened. Definitely. Up, oh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Great, great couple of episodes, great fight. Uh, emotional ending for sure. Mm-hmm. And oh man, we we're not we're not done with Hirohiko Araki's wild ride yet, because the next the next arc that comes through, oh, mm-hmm. it's a good one, and I I I can't wait to see how that goes, but. That'll be for another episode, another time. Until that time, this has been the Anime Secrets JoJo's Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Say goodnight, everyone. Night. Good night, everybody.